Justin, and don't whisper. Speak up, boy. say i reminded you our shortest movie of the year so far which really a a, a flat two-hour movie would have been a short the shortest movie so far but this movie's only 90 minutes it gets in it gets out much like a lot of the stuff in this film it's getting in and getting out of people a lot of body stuff going on there's a lot of moments where i felt that cronenberg sorry you didn't even say the title yet but it's a cronenberg movie yeah I feel like there's a lot of times where Cronenberg's like, "That's enough. We got to move on." <laughs> yeah, he's he's not he's not lingering on this stuff. But yeah, the the film we're talking about is Existens, and you have to say it like that: capital X, capital Z, Existens. Yeah, I think there's only one time that in the in the middle of the movie, Jude Law calls it existence. He totally says it wrong. Up that one time. Well, he screams it at the camera. It's when he asks it to, pa- the, to pause or whatever. Anyways, what's the plot of this movie, Charles? Uh, that's a good question. Is it cyberpunk thing to be like <laughs> Strange Days where you just start not knowing the plot? Even by the end of this movie, you're still not 100% sure what the... I mean, you kind of know what the plot is, but you're not even sure if you're out of the, the plot by the end of the movie. The, this, this movie's about a game that is kind of I guess you would even say maybe beyond virtual reality you're pretty much transported straight into the full game uh, just by hooking a gross umbilical cord into your back into a big hole this this game this movie's about a game that you uh, hook up to with a gross umbilical cord that plugs into your back in a very, very, uh, you know, a- as typical for a Cronenberg film, very sexual manner <laughs> every time. They're like, hold on, I just gotta, like, lick it a little bit first. And it's like, what is going on? <laughs> Which I love how they, they kind of really gloss over that the first time at the beginning of the film when they're in, they're in, like, whatever that meeting hall is or something. It looks like, honestly, it looks like they're sitting in a church or, like, a VFW or something like that. I can't tell where they're at. I, yeah, but they uh, they like I really felt like it was a church. How this game works? They're just they just tell you, oh yeah, this this woman has this great game that she's designed, and everybody just come up here and hook up. And then you see that uh, she has the controller, the pod, that's uh, a fleshy device that uh, responds to her touch. Uh, but you don't you don't see at that point like how it's hooking up until later when they're they're in the hotel and she's like. Yeah, here you got to plug this cord into the big hole in your back. Like, what is going on? That's maybe when the movie first goes off the rails. The first scene that yeah, you, you see with see umbelical cords, you don't. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't see like where they're going. Something, but you don't realize that they're plugging it into themselves. And that's how they. Yeah, it's another movie with like Cronenberg. He has a his background before filmmaking was he was a doctor of some sort or a surgeon, so he really. Kind of like, uh, what was it, Romero and everybody that started look, getting into the anatomy to make things look realer. His uh, surgeries and everything are excellent, but uh, I think he really lacks in video, like video games. Like It felt like he didn't do any research as to like how a video game would work. I buy the biological stuff more than I buy his how a video game works that's, that's plot. The, that's the... I want to say that's wrong, or like, it's it's. I think you're looking at it in a, in in a right way, but I think that's his whole. It's almost like this world that they're living in is a world that has never had video games, because that's the. I don't know. That feels like the kind of absurd, absurd thing about this movie is, it feels like it's taking place during just completely present time, like everything's normal. Except, oh, by the way, it's completely... Because uh, they even say it's a normal thing to go to the mall and and get a get a port put in, it, just like getting your ear pierced. So this is obviously like a completely normal thing that everybody just thinks is okay and doesn't think is weird. So 
it's one of those things where that seems to be uh, the technology is the only thing that's weird in this movie but everything else is normal like they're driving regular cars there's no other real sci-fi elements other than also he has like a phone that's shaped like a weird egg or something like that like he's like hold on i'm getting a call and then she like she like knocks it out of his hand it's like a kidney yeah but other than that like everything else in this movie is just completely normal technology other than this video game thing so i'm like I'm always like, I just think he came up with the idea of kind of, the, oh yeah, this world didn't have Super Nintendos. They just went straight to weird things that plugged into you, and this is how games have just always worked, because they, they refer to uh, all of her games as being, oh, they're life-changing. She's been making, she's the only one that's been making these great games, so that, that's always where I... I always get to the point where I think his whole idea is, yeah, that there weren't games before this, that this is just the first game that's ever been invented or something. It's also maybe not the least accurate for a video game in 1999, but he was really bad at predicting the future video games and how there's the realism of, like, Grand Theft Auto, but it's a little bit uh, of a caricature or satire on things, so things get a little ridiculous. But I don't think he was ready for all the games that were so grounded that are actually like like this movie is kind of like a it's kind of a walking simulator sandbox game. I guess it's it's closer to like the Sims or something. I don't really know what this game is like when they first get in the game. That's what I thought is, okay. this is basically the Sims, which we're never. That's the other thing. We're never told what her other games were before this, although I guess that makes sense later later in the movie when when we're finding out like who who she is yeah there's way at the end of the movie what her her games are there's no there's nothing of that sort we have willem dafoe's character who you know insists oh your your games changed my life but then that's that's why he says that's why he wants to kill her um yeah there's there's definitely this movie definitely does have i would say it's a good kind of a good companion piece to Videodrome in the sense that it's kind it has a lot of very similar elements to it uh, one that I keep thinking of the flesh gun the flesh gun the that keep, uh, or bone like, gun I guess the, it is they, they have the same quote which is in uh, in Videodrome it's you know death to Videodrome when they go to shoot people and in this they keep always saying uh, death to uh, whatever her character's name is Geller the the demon goddess they keep referring to her so it has like those same those same elements to it and it's it's like this is his version of videodrome just for games instead of tv yeah maybe it wasn't the most exciting part of his career i honestly at first i haven't seen this movie before this is the first time that i watched it i was really confusing it hard with spider which was the ray fines movie uh, uh, roughly around the same time and it was also it's I think weird spelling of the word spider I, I don't remember yeah Cronenberg <laughs> got weird I did see that his son worked on this movie too his name came up in the I credits the for like the special effects for, team for how old he was yep and then have you watched all his yeah, movies by the way did you watch Infinity I Pole I know shock you'll like it yeah, I, I don't mind that you don't watch a lot of movies, newer movies, or don't jump on them all the time. But I'll be like, dude, did you did you get did you see the new Ari Aster movie yet? You're like, no, but I watched The Flash three times. I'm like, God, dude, come on, Josh. I really had to understand what was going on in that movie. <laughs> any any movie released on Peacock, and uh, that's it. That's your- you have other services, but it's just the Peacock movies. That's the only movies that you're going to get through. Now, I thought that this movie kind of went... It had the typical disconnect feeling that a lot of Cronenberg movies have, which I think works in the context of the plot because his version of video games, he feels, is not well-written. Yeah. Like the dialogue well, options and shit they, like uh, that. What they do. And and then it feels like an old man to be to say, what what's the plot of this game? Oh, you just have to play it to figure it out. I don't know. Most games have a pretty defined plot. I mean, you do see the game in the game store called Chinese Restaurant, and then they do have a level that's the Chinese Restaurant. 
But I think the, the, the mindset's all wrong. I'm, I'm almost surprised his son couldn't help him with this. Even if his kid is 10 years old, like that kid has to have a better idea of how video games work than his dad did. You just got yeah. You just got to play the game to learn the game. That's just how it goes. The biggest thing we get's the the we just get a lot of the flesh pod, which is just still kind of a still such a weird looking thing. It makes me think of the typewriter and naked lunch. That's like a it's just like a vagina, but this was like a less defined body part. It was just like. I, I also like how he didn't really he doesn't really seem to give any person direction on how to use the controller I think it's more like yeah just whatever you feel like doing uh, is good enough for that thing to work because they the rules there's no rules set which make it real kind of like co like complicated like and then also the one thing about the that takes it outside a video game and more into like a, a 3d experience or like a vr experience is that a lot of these characters don't even have choices they they have to follow the prompts or the game doesn't work yeah you'll get you get stuck in a loop if you don't uh if you don't ask the right question right there's only very specific things that you can do i don't know i just think that yeah the game aspect needed work itself because like i think i'm supposed i'm supposed to kill the waiter and it just like how do you know that because that's what i want to do so that has to be the plot of the game and then later we tricked you into killing that waiter <laughs> like how where was the trickery like there wasn't anything clever that that made them think like s like an espionage game who's the good guys who's the bad guys there wasn't anything like that they just made them weird the guy that played the um Nader, I think his name was Nader, whatever, th that uh, worked at the video game store. He he was like, my character's going to be a broken. Like, that's how I'm playing my character. He's just broken. Yeah, you got to go to the Chinese restaurant. You got to ask for the special. The special's only for special occasions. <laughs> there's so many, yeah, there's so many odd things. The, uh... I do, yeah, I do like the bone gun that that yeah keeps popping back up numerous times in this film, that uh, shoots teeth, which I I do love her uh, her comment of, I guess if you had a smaller gun you'd have to shoot baby teeth. <laughs> it's such a weird random <laughs> random like thing to just be like I guess a smaller caliber would be baby teeth. And Cronenberg, it says I don't have to describe how this gun works to you. No. Just figure it out. Just look. I guess it. the teeth bullets work in close range, but I don't think they'd be the most reliable bullets. I almost feel like you'd be shooting that thing and you'd have no good sense of, uh, like, you couldn't look down a sight or anything like that. You would just have, it'd have to be like, I hope I hit them. That's, that's, what, that's all it's for. It's just, just to get close because, like I said, it'll get past, uh, it'll get past metal detectors and scanners. Although, I mean, that that one tooth had a filling in it, so I mean, yeah, I think maybe that would have gone off, but I guess not. Uh, yeah, we get the we get the guy at the very beginning that uh, smuggles one in, in in his old game pod that he had. Yeah, that's the kid from um, Final Destination Three and Ginger Snaps, and I haven't seen him in anything else since. This, this was his peak time, right around uh, the early two thousands. Yeah, and you had that Christopher Eccleston, who I literally he's in true detective right now so i literally w caught up watched the fifth episode of true detective season four the night country and he's a he's like the police commissioner or something and then it was weird to just you know cut back all you know 25 years and he looks so youthful he's the guy that's also in yeah. the leftovers as like the crazy spiritual guy I think he starts as maybe a priest or something like that, but and then you have uh Bilbo Baggins, Ian Holm. Yeah. Yeah, this movie has a lot of just like like a lot of big names who who are just barely in the movie for a little bit. I mean, most of the movie is just uh Jude Law and Jennifer Jason Lee, but and again, I I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the one with Willem Dafoe. Like it's such a it's such a weird weird scene when they find him in a which I also just love that that's their that's their plan. They 
they uh, they talk about getting a port to play the game, and they say, uh, like she says, you can go to a mall, but they say they need one right now because she needs to play the game with somebody, so she needs to hook it up, and uh, <laughs> he's like, so where do you just get a random unlicensed port in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere? And it's like, I guess a rundown gas station. No, they say they're like a country gas station, and it's literally called a country gas station when they show up. Which is yeah, which I guess is kind of kind of gets more when you start to think of how the game is the game is built around like people making it up as they go along in their minds. Like yeah, that is how that is how most of this works is they just they just think something but they're not really that creative to actually come up with like a better thing and the guys the guy that works there his name is gas like <laughs> gas that works at the gas station in the middle of nowhere and they uh but yeah the whole the whole thing with him he doesn't recognize her and then he's uh, like the biggest fan there ever was i'm like that doesn't he had to pull out a picture of well from a newspaper clipping or whatever in his wallet yeah, you think you'd recognize her. Hey, that's how it was before smartphones. You had to keep pictures in your wallet of people that you wanted to think about and look. Or the people you need, you might have to pull out and recognize later and compare them to. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, when he he's like giving giving Jude Law the port, and he's like, hey, "There you go, that didn't hurt." And he's like, "Well, I didn't think that part was gonna hurt. You just marked." Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good like, scene. Is the next part gonna hurt, and he's like, "Yeah, how many times have you done this? Three. Well, you'll be the third. Yeah. <laughs> then he, then she comes in and he's like swinging that wrench at him. He's like, "Get him away from me! He's gonna kill me." Yeah. Well, that is funny. But he's like, "Yeah, that's not the one that I thought was gonna hurt." And it's like it just cuts to this like massive. Looks he like pulls out looks like a cattle gun or something. It's just this huge metal. You're paralyzed. Oh shit! It's only temporary though. This is exactly what I expected. Yeah, and the shots of Je- uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, like anytime that she's near the port, which is just a new spine orifice, she's always like rubbing of them too long, like Let's playing with them. Say that, just say what it is. It's it's just a just another butthole on your yeah. back. Which again, and like uh, like I said, how it keeps being like, that this is just being made up as they go along, because he keeps Jude Law is the one that has seemingly the most logic for someone in this world. Because he, he keeps constantly asking the questions of, isn't it, wouldn't this thing get infected? Like, it's just a it's just a big open sore on my back, and people just keep going, no, it's fine. And he's like, but that's not how this works. Like, like it would get infected. And they're like, quit asking questions about it. It's it's fine. Like, no one will, no one will answer his questions about how it's supposed to be, uh, how it's supposed to be safe. We have a butthole bomb in this movie, so it's perfect. Yeah, it's <laughs> essentially what what we get at the end. Uh, but yeah, they gotta they just gotta keep jacking in. It's very much interesting that this movie came out the same year as The Matrix, and both films feature <laughs> feature people having to uh, you know jack into to a virtual reality world. The Matrix was like, no, they'll just put a big they'll put a thing on the back of their head. Cronenberg's like, nope. Give them another butthole. They have to rub it. They have to lick the umbilical cord before they. Put yeah, it in. they have to play with it with their toes. I, this has to be the movie yeah. that got uh, Jennifer Jason Lee hateful eight because the the <laughs> we get a lot of feet a lot of weird there. feet shots in this. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I, honestly, I had the exact same. Like, I didn't necessarily put that together, but I kept seeing it. And I was like, I was like. Because I was trying to think, I was like, yeah, yeah, she wasn't the hateful eight, and I just kept seeing that, and I was like, bet Tarantino loved that. Yeah, it had to be this movie. It had to be. It had to be. Yeah, yeah. Now that now that we're really putting two and two together, this had to be the movie that <laughs> he's just sitting there one night watching Ex- Existence and goes, hmm, I know who's in my next movie. He, he I have, picks up his phone. I know who I want. Yeah, an immediate call. Bruce Dern, yeah, I do want Bruce Dern. He he can be in the movie, even though he ruined my script. But uh, I do, I know who I want to cast as the female. <laughs> oh god, yeah, there's so much, and then like that, I I couldn't figure it out either at first when they uh when they're in the game when they first uh when they first hook up finally into the game, and they're in the game store, and there's 
there's the mini mini pods and they and I saw the thing and I thought it had a battery in it. I thought that was what the the thing was with it cuz they they say that like oh. the pod runs on on you like you're the battery. I totally thought I it was thought chapstick. It was a mini pod. <laughs> See, I didn't yeah. think that at first. I thought it was I thought it was a battery to go with it. I was like, "Oh, maybe cuz it's so small that's how you have the that's how you get the power of this thing." But then yeah, when they take the cap off and they're like <laughs> again this this butthole on their back and they're just like rubbing the chapstick on it before they before they put the thing in. I was like, "Oh god." What's happening? And it ha- I mean, I, I will yeah. say, I, you know, spoiler alert, if anyone listens and hasn't seen the movie, uh, nobody does fuck the port, which I did think was going to happen at some point. I was like, I was like, are we going there? Is at some point someone's going to be like, someone's going to be like, I, I got to put my dick in that. Well, I mean, I'm surprised there's not a scene that is, you know, like a sex scene or something like that. And they cut to the reality of them like fucking port or something like that. Uh, yeah, I just think the one thing that's weird about it is they try to just one thing the weirdest the weirdest thing, thing about this movie. they try to make it seem like like what's what's real and what's not real and every place that we see is ridiculous so I don't know like what if I don't know if we ever see the real world if we do see the real world it's not much different than the video game world at all it's like everybody's absurd and like not acting like a real person that's yeah yeah by the end of this movie i still don't know if we're it's hard to tell are we still in the game have we moved have we moved on are we still trapped somewhere in there because yeah everything's everything's odd there's very much like he plays the, the video game world is it feels very much like how people have dreams you know where it's like people will tell you the next day, I had a dream. Well, what happened in your dream? I don't know. I was at this trout farm. Yeah. 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 And then we went to a Chinese restaurant for lunch. I guess like, like it feels very much like it, like kind of how you're and people were trying really to kill us. Video yeah. game. Yeah. It doesn't follow video game logic. It much more follows dream logic than video game logic. Where it just feels like, you know, but but it seems totally natural to them. Like they don't really seem like they think it's out of place. At least not at first. Like when he shows up there and he's uh yeah, after they hook up to the mini pods, they both wake up in the trout farm, which is not not collecting trout anymore. They're collecting parts to make make new pods. They grow amphibi- yeah. and amphibious creatures that mutants yeah. to make their pods and all kind of things. Like the mutants can also make guns perfectly. Yeah. Their bones perfectly go back together to make a gun, but you have to provide your own bullets, which are your own teeth. Yeah, yeah. He pulls out the bridge. It's <laughs> like, do you have that bridge the whole time? No, never. My teeth are perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They uh, and and yeah, we get the one the one guy that works with him in the in the trout farm that tells him to go to the to go to the uh, the Chinese restaurant in the woods. Which I just love that too. It's it's the, there's the Chinese restaurant in the woods, so just out in the middle of nowhere, there's a Chinese restaurant that you can go to, uh, and yeah, he tells him tells him where tells him about ordering the special, which I guess maybe that's supposed to be how he knows to like trigger the uh, Jude Law's character to to want to shoot the waiter, like get, make him make him have the special, because that's what he keeps saying. Like I can't stop myself from eating it. I just not a good code word wants to do not a good code word i feel anyone could go in there and be like what's the special and they're like oh shit this person wants the special that's why the other guys got the uh you know that's why he's supposed to dissuade them that's why he tells them like you can't take no for an answer you have to get the special i actually thought that's what jude law was gonna say i won't take no for an answer because that's what he was told but he's literally like i insist it's a birth yeah (laughs) which then everyone leaves because apparently they seem like they know what the special is and they they don't want any part of it well it is weird because it's like this world which I never felt that the first world was not going to be a video game because it was so fucking weird and they didn't get into describing early on how the anything worked how the game worked um, but I felt that it was going to be like, and like these people were already experiencing the game in, in some aspects. I had no doubt in my mind that 
we weren't going to see another reality at, at some point, even though that reality is not much different. But I do like, I, I really do like when they essentially end the game and unplug. The, every, like, all the main cast is there. Yeah, it's like the ending of uh, The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It's like, oh, I was in this other world, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there. Well, it's weird, too, yeah. because there's a set plot, but apparently, like you said, they're also making things up as they go. I don't really know how else to describe it because they have to have they have to say certain prompts or the game they can't continue the game. But when they all came out, Willem Dafoe's like, "Oh, I fucked up. I I didn't win." Well, that's that's yeah, that's the weird part because yeah, we're never really told how this game works. Which yeah, the the game existence is a game within a game because it's not the real game. The real game is uh. What was the real game? It's Transcendence. Had, Transcendence. Capital C, capital <laughs> capital T, capital C or whatever. They're always throwing that out there. But uh yeah, that that's the real game, I guess. Or again, that might be a that might be the game within ex- existence. It has to be a game too, because it has the coolest shot of them ripping the fur off their dog to grab the guns holster to it. Yeah, the the dog that always brings guns. Which we're told multiple times, like, my dog brought this to Yeah. Me. Everyone keeps saying, it's like, the one guy's dog brings the brings the gun back. Uh, when they find it, the one guy at the game store, Darcy Nader, killed himself mm-hmm. or something. And the, the the new guy at the game store says, uh, says his dog brought me this. So it's like, I don't know why, why he, like, he seems to, like, really enjoy that joke of the dog bringing guns to people. Uh, but, yeah, it's... I, it's weird. Again, we're not we're not fully explaining the game because when they get out of existence at the end, which it just turns into full on everybody's uh, murdering each other. The one guy runs in with a uh, with a machine gun. The guy from the game store and says that he's yeah. actually he's a freedom fighter because that's what they keep saying that they're uh, they keep saying uh, like death to the false reality or something. They they seem like everyone's death the reality too like yeah they, uh, they think that people are spending too much time in the video game i guess is what it seems like so they're trying to they're trying to eliminate people that are they're involved in the gaming world and get them to unhook from it which is kind of uh, feels like it connects back to strange days like how we're told that the, in a similar way the squid thing becomes like an addiction like the people just want to stay in the in the virtual reality all day like we're told that the uh, michael wincott's character like all he does all day is just play clips on on the squid system and just sits there and does that all day he doesn't want to be in the real world anymore so that seems to be what's going on in this film there's a there's a group of people that are trying to get everyone disconnected from their video games uh <laughs> morpheus yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah, a lot of there's there's a lot of parallels between this and the Matrix. Again, they came out the same year. Uh, this is just the the grosser version of the Matrix. Which anyone that thinks anyone that thought stuff in the Matrix like, oh, it's gross. They're 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 plugging them in, and he was in that pod. It's like just just wait till you get these pods. I don't like to be penetrated. I don't like surgical things yeah. in me. Surgical penetration. I don't like <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah, and then the the one guy at the end who was working in the trout farm, it becomes that he's the he's the actual game designer. He says, and they the other the other woman Allegra was just the uh, she was wanting to pretend to be a game designer in the in Transcendence. She was an assassin and uh, rebel. Yeah, and he thinks he he's like very nervous because he's because everyone hooks into the game and he was like. Uh, there was a lot of very anti-game sentiment happening in there. He's like, I didn't program that in there, so uh, I'm a little confused on on how that got in my game. Like, the whole point of the game was that everybody hates video games and wants everyone to die and get out of them. So I guess it's I guess that's the thing that again, it's very vague, but that that's how the game works is that everyone just hooks up into it and then their ideas create everything in that world. And yeah, Willem Dafoe says, I didn't win, but we're never really told what winning is. I guess maybe it's 
being the last person alive in the game is winning because everyone else seems to seems to get murdered at various times so I guess that's how she wins is she's the last person left alive but we're not told that that's the the plot of the game or the point of the game is to survive yeah and I feel like the I think like one of the downfalls in this movie is it probably does need more of roles for the game of some sort I mean it is also like it feels like I didn't see the movie but Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds which they're in the video game and his and it looked like his roles were they just kept picking out like standard video game roles from just kind of like every game like a like a Grand Theft Auto or whatever like this and Existence feels like Cronenberg didn't want to do any research whatsoever in how a video game works just kind of I don't know he he made it up as he went along and he's like they make it up as they go along and I just feel like somebody had to be like that is not how games work and it's like alright they make it up but it's also a very defined path the characters have to take <laughs> David none of this makes sense stick to your surgeries you don't understand these this technological video game stuff it does it does weird things because I expected to be tricked in some aspect, which he does be, he does have him come out of the game, but possibly to be in another video game. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows who's really in. Yeah, even the one time when he pauses the game and comes out of it, he immediately starts to say, "Well, how do I know this isn't a game?" Like, it just everything starts to starts to feel like a video game to him so yeah you're just never you're never sure in this film there's just a lot of uh, a lot of things that could be and a lot of things that might I mean in the real world he's not that great at his hints like when they're at the gas station besides the weird lizard thing that we see uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is like walking around touching everything like wow so I'm like this has to be a game why else would she be like rubbing her hand against the wall of the gas station it's the same reaction that Jude Law has when he's in the video game at the store he's just like touching racks and, and whatever's on the shelves to be like wow it feels real realistic so I guess it's like if you want to know the ending, if this is too Inception-esque for you, you have to look at the final scene and see if anybody's just randomly touching stuff. Like, wow, this is so real. <laughs> I guess the thing that like is supposed to uh, maybe like kind of tip you off that they're finally back in the real world is everyone's talking in their their native accents because Jude Law doesn't have an accent in the when he's in the game and neither does Christopher Eccleston uh they'll but ever as soon as Ian Holm has a weird a, a real weird accent in the in the game yeah yeah the, yeah the guy Darcy Nader that's like you guys you want to play my game like yeah yeah but then when he gets out he to, he talks like very normally uh yeah so I guess that's the that's the other thing is is maybe that's the tip off that that yeah that you're finally back in the real world as everyone but like you said maybe the normal way they would <laughs> yeah yeah still still not a guarantee but uh that's the tip off maybe maybe yeah i mean they they do kill them with real guns in the in that world so you know they didn't have to resort to the teeth guns but and there's spores and there's a orifice bomb i liked all the shots of the stuff going in the holes like i didn't think they were going to show it go into Jude Law's back his, because uh, Jennifer Jason Lee was just like oh it went inside of me like and they don't show it so I was kind of surprised that they did whoever he knew to save that he was like he was like I'm gonna let you let you think about what it looks like back there before I show and you know what Brandon Cronenberg and everybody else that's on that special effects team which was huge like kudos to them for I thought all the fleshy stuff looked pretty realistic, and most of the time, even, like, the made-up mutants looked pretty good. Like, there's one where they grab, like, the fish out of the water, and it's, like, perfectly flapping around and stuff, and it feels like a real a real living thing. But then other times, things just look, like, goofy, like that yeah, some stuff frog thing that they... The, the CGI looks really bad, which... You know, maybe it looks good for 99. I, I don't 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. Got to think about the year it came out. Yeah. I mean, what's that thing from? Uh, was it uh, Freddy vs. Jason where they do the 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 worm Freddy that looks so bad? That's that that's kind of like. I guess we I watched enough of the. Uh, is it Corridor Crew? Yeah, I've watched enough of that to be like it didn't have the right shadow, like the lighting of this creature didn't match uh, the world very well, so it really felt like it wasn't there. <laughs> Even like when they ate the thing at first, and they had to be like, "It's the, it's that." It it looked a lot different being a a prop than when it did the CG. I mean, even though I know it was supposed to be like a skinned version of the you know like a shrimp it had its head popped off so it just had the necks and stuff like that kind of like how you were saying uh, having like Brandon Cronenberg I would like to see a remake of this film to do it with uh, almost kind of getting more to today where VR and virtual reality augmented reality things aren't like they're, they're much more common when this came out in 1999 that was still viewed as as whoa man that's like that's the future we'll never you know that'll be another 50 years before we get stuff like that but now it's it's everywhere you can do uh those kind of things uh i would be really interested to see uh his son remake this movie knowing now and like you were saying also probably probably has more experience with gaming in general just having grown up around it uh to remake this film and kind of get more into like yeah basically basically almost make it like yeah what if the, what if real people were just in like grand theft auto just walking around and just killing people like almost do an r-rated version of that film free guy and just have it yeah you're in a game now you could do whatever you want you could be like a real terrible person if you want to in the game and just kill people then they'll have like a like an ender's game plot where they'll be like you were actually killing people it wasn't a simulation yeah, yeah. <laughs> we tricked you into being a murderous motherfucker yeah. His new movie that's coming out this year is called The Shrouds. It's another like weird techno technology thing, where I guess like the technology is for communicating with the dead. It looks like it's a very specific like, uh, like it's at a graveyard and it's like you can only commune with the dead that's at this graveyard here. But uh, he loves his weird technology stuff and well, he lo likes his technology to be organic somehow which doesn't I don't know how much sense that makes but yeah. everything is that way like even uh, what was his last one Grimes of the Future they were doing all kind of like it would probably be cyberpunk too because they were doing it was like people obsessed with surgeries like even if they're just like pointless surgeries like there's a person with ears all over them and I think he says uh like, can they hear us? He's like, no, they're not actually, like, they're not connected where you can hear. <laughs> they're not functioning ears. Well, I mean, Cronenberg, yeah, like, he has that surgery background, and he really likes his body horror. Like, the body horror is still in this, even if it's not the, the prime plot of everything. But then he kind of switches over to, like, he likes the psychology, so he really gets interested in that. And, yeah. like... A year a couple years after this he discovers Vigo Mortensen and that's his uh that's his Robert De Niro I guess he's pretty much been in like all of his movies since then but uh yeah he did History of Violence and Eastern Promises which is probably his I, probably my my opinion his best one that he's done in the last decade two decades I guess and it seemed like he was out of the game for a while. I know he's acting. I know he was in Star Trek. Yeah. Jason X yeah, for sure. Those, those, those crazy acting roles he gets. Like, yeah, Jason X for whatever reason. It's like, I don't, yeah, I don't know why, like, guys like him and, like, Werner Herzog that are just, like, these, like, they make some of the most insane movies imaginable, and then they just pop up in, like, completely normal. Like a family-friendly movie where, like, no like, one would know them. Yeah, and I'm just like, how? What? Like, how? How did they get that guy to just show up and just <laughs> just be in this thing? 
for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, it's like, like David Cronenberg. He's on Friends. You're like, what is happening? What is going on here? <laughs> yeah. He's the mailman. No explanation whatsoever. Just a nod to people who know who David Cronenberg is. Yeah, of all his movies, though, I felt like this was... Uh, I, I I leaned more positively towards this movie. I liked the actors. I thought it was shot really well. Everything was... Like, he uses a lot of stuff to his advantage. There's a lot of special effects that he doesn't show. And uh, he's really good at the, like, the super close-ups of people. So whenever they're doing the Orphis in the back stuff, it looks like it's attached to a, a real person. I'm sure that chunk is not a person. You know what I mean? Like, whatever the close-up is that we're seeing. But he they, they edit that together really well where it doesn't bother me or it doesn't look fake either it's it everything matches like the skin tones and everything match it's not i'm thinking of like the 80s horror where it's like that doesn't even remotely like i'm thinking like the zombie movies that doesn't even remotely look like the person that that thing's coming out of you know like i'm gonna rip your chest open and uh the close-ups like the skin's wrong and it looks like you have a cardboard chest or something like that these effects were were great i don't know i felt like they should have made the food more appetizing for those little creatures because everything just looked like undercooked food it wasn't undercooked it was sushi it wasn't cooked at all well they cut them up in weird ass ways well they didn't make it even sushi's made to be appealing like like, look how beautiful we we made this stuff. We wrapped it with seaweed and all this stuff. This was like um, the Vietnamese. Like, we just threw some. There's just like some rats and stuff in there. Like, a, you know, just eat it, whatever. That's why it's a special. Yeah, it's a special. Be careful with the bones. <laughs> yeah, I like this. Uh, I like this one. This was also my first time watching this. I went with it because it was a it was a good excuse to to finally watch this movie. Uh, it was like one of the few Cronenberg ones I had never gotten around to. Did you watch it I, in 4K? Nah, with I the have, skin, the skin thing. I have mine on a, a Blu-ray three-pack with two other movies called Malevolent and Bee Monkey. I'll probably never watch those. Are movies. they his? No. Oh, okay, I didn't no, like. I, like <laughs> I bought. I, they had. Uh, they had these movies at. I feel like I think Best Buy was where I got them. They had like a, a whole pile of them or a whole rack of them. They were all Miramax movie sets. And it was oh, yeah. almost every single one of them is like one where they put a they put a movie you'd want to watch and then they put like other bad movies with it just to get you to buy like the hit they, they weren't selling these other the one has Lou Diamond Phillips in it and the other one was uh the other one stars uh Asia Argento which apparently that was the movie that Harvey Weinstein uh, raped her on. So, learn that bit of trivia. Just because I had, I was like, I was like, what is this other movie that I have? On that's this like set? the worst trivia. You don't even know the title of it. You're just like, that's just definitely what happened. Yeah, it was like I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Didn't didn't uh, didn't know. I always that. hated I like, those packs where they'd be like Walmart, like the dull pack they'd call it like the action pack and it'd be like two movies that had nothing to do with each other and i think where the hell do you put this on your shelf now you got to decide between the two of them i had i i just have these under i literally put them under m for miramax i was like that, that's where they're all going i had to think about it for a second because i was i was like where the hell is my copy of existence and i was like what did i put it under what is, and i was like oh right it's in a it's in a multi-pack so it's with uh it's with uh yeah with uh, the Miramax. That's films. like that Kioma was with the Grand Dole or something, and I'm thinking... Yeah. I guess I'll put it under S for Spaghetti Western, since it was called, like, That's the Spaghetti... It was called the Spaghetti Western Collection or something. Yeah. Or, like, those Arrow sets that are the Spaghetti Westerns, too. It doesn't say Spaghetti Westerns. They all have completely different titles. So I just put them under, like, W for Westerns. I'm like, I... Hopefully that's enough. Hopefully that's good enough for me to figure out where it's at. I'd like to do more Cronenberg. I definitely will want to talk about Eastern Promises at some time. We never talked about The Fly. Fly is probably his most commercially commercially successful movie. 
And uh, I, I think it's probably one of his best ones, even though it's like his most mainstream movie that he has. I don't know anything more mainstream than maybe History of Violence or something. I was about to say, I think, I think his, uh, I'd even put, yeah, History of Violence and Eastern Promises is his most like mainstream. I don't even think that because anything that's the average like body horror, yeah. I wouldn't put as like, I wouldn't put as mainstream at all. Like, it did really well and it's pretty popular. Well, there's still, the fly like, comes off like a, a popular horror remake film, and yeah, his other ones are a little out there, and I don't think they're as popular. But then I don't even think most people don't seem to be like big on Eastern Promises as much as History of Violence. Like something about History of Violence, like everybody saw that movie. It was probably well, it's got Vigo Mortensen in too. I was thinking it's probably because of you know it came out right after you know two years after Lord of the Rings finished. I think maybe Eastern Promises was like too Russian or something. I mean, there's nothing more intense than that bathhouse fight. There's, that's a man's worst fear, I think. Being totally naked and having somebody trying to stab you with a knife. <laughs> like that, that has to be the the most intense nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and, and see, uh, finish Brandon's filmography. He'll have a fourth movie before you see Infinity Pole. You'll like that. You'll like that movie a lot. I have no doubt. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to do the shrouds also. I still haven't seen a lot of his movies. Like, I didn't see Map to the Stars at all, and I wanted to see that when it came out. And I still, I think it's been, like, ten years, and I still have not seen that movie. And he has a couple weird ones that, uh, like, I was looking to see what he had made around the time of this movie, and he had done Crash beforehand. But his feature after that was, like, Short Six, and I've never watched Short Six. I, I don't even know what that what that is. And it's not a, sh- it's not a short either. It's it's got like an hour and a half runtime too. So, I was like, I I don't know what this is. Uh, I don't know how I missed it. Unless it's some weird documentary or something, because that seems to be another thing that these directors love to do. Where did you where did you even find that listed? This was on IMDb under his directing. And there's a short film. There's a short film after this, but the next feature length movie is called like Short Six. One, uh, one, uh, (laughs) it sounds like Existence, uh, capital X, capital Z. Um, Short Six with no space, and and the number six. (laughs) Are you gonna seek this movie out now, Chuck? Did you find it? Are you looking it up? I can't even find it. I do see your phone reflected in your glasses. You sure you didn't like have a stroke or something? Uh, it's quite possible. Here, are my phone's with me. Let me see. I could be saying the title wrong. If you're just maybe it's like short three. <laughs> it's just a collection of short films. Yeah. Oh, it is a collection of films. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I saw it had a feature length runtime, so that's what threw me off. But when I saw the title, I thought it would have been short. Probably six short films. There you go. I'm mistaken, but not entirely wrong. It's out there. That's maybe something we should do one day. A bunch of shorts. We'll do uh, New York stories, but without the Francis Ford Coppola. No, we'll only do that one. Oh, only that one? Yeah. Yeah. If this movie sounds interesting to you, it's not, and the other two are more worth it. So check those ones out. What kind of world do you think these people are actually in? Because I felt that Cronenberg did a good job having the budget, but you don't really get to know much of what the outside world is like. Like Strange Days, they try to be like, oh, it's pretty violent. That's why people are, are doing the the playbacks. And then this is people just, they kind of have a similar thing. No, nobody skis anymore. Ian Holmes has that ski shop in the middle of summer and that's weird too where Jude Law's like are we gonna go skiing and it doesn't sound like a joke but it's there's no snow or anything like that she carries around the purse uh well it's a, actually a ski boot but she wears it like a purse because she goes ski <laughs> fucking it does feel like you said dream logic it's just a bunch of weird shit I'm sure it had quite a few drafts but it, it felt like we gotta make this as weird as possible I don't know maybe that's what the studio wanted but it fucking looks great it really does the 4K did look great. Sorry, there were no Akira drums in it. 
<laughs> they can't all have that. Going back to cyberpunk being kind of undefinable or like there are certain things that fit. I feel like a lot of the cyberpunk aspects are here and it feels like the low budget cyberpunk where we do have the kind of like rebelling against the man aspect and all the like body modification shit. Yeah, This is a cyberpunk done by David Cronenberg, which feels like a lot of his movies could be again videodrome i think would be one that that maybe you could even call cyberpunk a little bit and just the the weird use of technology in that film the it does have a strange futuristic quality uh but yeah they could you count avatar as a cyberpunk if it's the extended version that shows earth yeah yeah only the extended cut that shows us that earth is a is a dystopia (laughs) it's like blade runner not the theatrical cut the theatrical cut just didn't have it that would be really funny what's the cyberpunk i mean i guess it does have a lot of cyberpunk aspects too it's just it's weird it's like where does it where do you draw the line how we are bringing up robocop i don't know i feel like robocop does fit if the last two movies fit i know we see most of the technology with just the cop but maybe i'm thinking more so of like robocop 2 but there's some weird cyberpunk shit in robocop 2 has that that's i was i was thinking that before you even said it i was like i don't know i feel like almost robocop 2 is a little bit more more cyberpunk with some of the weird stuff that they do in that like the car that like electrocutes you if you're trying to to steal it which is not a feature i would want in my car because i feel like i'd fuck something up uh, the one guy at some point just ends up being like a brain and eyeballs floating in a in a jar uh, so I guess the universe is cyberpunk, but it maybe it's like the beginning of it. You don't have to go. Yeah. T- it doesn't have to go too far. Horror. This it's weird because of all the genres that we cover. This is the hardest because I think we can't really define it the best. And I don't even know if after doing three movies, I don't really know if I even got closer to figuring it out, Chuck. <laughs> no, I don't feel any closer to, to defining it at all. Especially if, we'll get there like we said, Blade Runner is the movie I think of when I think cyberpunk and Akira is like very close. The worlds are very similar to each other. And then beyond that it's like yeah, you get strange days and things like existence where it's just it's just a, like taste of it. it. Doesn't really go like full on it, full in it, but it does count. What's our next theme? Uh you tell me. You don't know, it's found footage. I'm always <laughs> We have a lot going on this year and I can't keep track of which which one's which yeah we picked out our genres every all the way until december but we'll have other things thrown in there too we're gonna do an academy awards episode which we've done this will be our seventh one so maybe we do the podcast for 10 years so we get the academy awards from the 90th academy awards to the hundredth call it a day they'll like cancel the academy they'll be like nah 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 we we're no longer doing the academy awards which I did see that they are, they added a new category, which was casting directors. No no stunt people yet, but we do have casting directors. Yeah. They do have to change the mold, I think, a little bit. If they're worried about, I don't even understand why it's still on cable. You think at this point they would just do like an online thing like the Game Awards has been doing? But the Game Awards is kind of messy too. It's on TV because the actors and everybody would throw a fit if it wasn't on TV. They all want to sit there and say, these, you know, it doesn't matter if I win any awards. I don't really need to win them. And it's like, okay, well, we're not even going to put them on TV. Uh, you have to put it on TV. People have to see me. Yeah, I don't want a six-hour thing. But you could probably split it up in two nights if you really wanted to and make it that long. But, I like, these people, they worked hard or they campaigned hard, one or the other. They, they should get to speak their piece, I think. It really sucks when somebody gets up there finally win this the award that they've probably been dreaming about winning forever and they're like get off the stage or it'd be like a partnership me and chuck go up to accept our award and i talk the whole time and then chuck doesn't get to say doesn't get to say a damn thing yeah we're recording this the day of the super bowl the morning of the super bowl i finally got our website up chuck it's up and running i changed as you saw probably the last two weeks I changed our logo. We have a crazy out there theme now. Still kind of the Cosmos theme that we had before with the TV floating through space, but we're all over the place. And yeah, YouTube, we're on YouTube now. Got in trouble with some of the things, Chuck. It said, uh, it was like Acura. They're like, this music is copywritten. And I'm like, I'm not surprised. (laughs) 
I sampled the score, so uh, there might be certain things that just don't pop up on YouTube. I think they said, you know, as long as you're not making a profit, it doesn't matter per se. We've made over 350 episodes so far, and we've not turned a profit <laughs> at all. We'll have to set up the Patreon and give you special episodes like Chuck's opinions. And it's just, you know, Chuck getting everything in that he wanted to say. Which you spoke a lot this episode, which is good. I don't want to deter you. I just don't want to deter you. I think that's really it. I, can't, I was trying to think if there was any other thing in the game, the game, in the game, of the movie, in the game, that we didn't cover. I don't think I would have liked being the Chinese man and you go into the game being Ch Chinese waiter. Everyone else had, everyone has a name, but this guy was just Chinese waiter. Can't be good roles for everybody. Jude Law, like, he's in the restaurant and he yells specifically for the Chinese waiter. I'm like, that definitely just seemed wrong. Well, we'll be back, I think. Is it next week? I don't even know. We might have a week off. I think it's a week off. So we have a week off, and then we get in the found footage, which uh, two movies that Chuck chose, one that I've seen, one that I haven't seen. My movie I haven't seen. I've seen one out of three, but oddly I haven't seen mine. That's what we'll have to do that more often. Pick movies that we have no idea if they like some of these movies, uh, like cyberpunk was probably the one where I had to do searches for like, what are the best cyberpunk movies and just kind of see what were coming, what was coming up. And there were definitely things in there where like, I'm like, I, I wouldn't consider that a cyberpunk movie at all. And then there were things like strange days that we did last week where I said I was nervous that maybe it wasn't cyberpunk and I had seen the movie before. I was just like, I don't know. I don't really trust how I remember it. Appreciate you. We're on YouTube. Subscribe there. If that is how you like to digest some podcasts. Bye everybody. We are Cinema Demore. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening. I want to ask you some Super Bowl predictions. Right. It'll be like a time capsule. Everybody is going to hear it two weeks later. <laughs> who do you think is going to win? I think it'll be the 49ers. That's who I'd rather it be. I think they can win. I think Pittsburgh's kind of torn because I feel like Kansas City is becoming the new Patriots. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of them. I'd rather the 49ers win too. The only reason anyone ever wants, anyone's ever against it is because then that's them like one step closer to. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Us in trophies. Hey, that's tying us in trophies. Yeah. I know everyone else's reason, or at least like a lot of people's reason, keeps being like, I don't want to see Taylor Swift on my TV anymore. And I'm like, that's not even the reason I don't like the, the Chiefs. It's just like, it's kind of like you're saying, it's the point where you're just like, I'm just sick of, I'm more sick of seeing Travis Kelsey on my screen than, than I am of Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> I also, also because I'm at That's Lowe's, everyone's real problem. These commercials, because Lowe's is an NFL sponsor, they're playing ads all day, and I hear at least 10 times a day, almost every hour, this is Travis Kelsey, your partner at Lowe's, and I gotta hear that ad all day long, so trust me, when I'm like, I'm like, nah, I'm pretty much over that, I don't... <laughs> Get him off my screen as fast as possible. Reminds me of my Handelman days. You have 40 voicemails. I'm like, God damn it. 40 from the night before? This is Toby Keith. Thanks for selling my CDs. It's like, <laughs> I don't have time for this. Only give us important stuff, please. <laughs> Who are the surprise guests with Usher? I mean, the only one I think I know for sure is I feel like he'll bring out Lil John and Ludacris. Well, that's two people. Do, uh, they're, they're a team. They're all doing the same song. Yeah. They're all going to do... Uh, that one song that they have together, which is like, I think really the only Usher song that I specifically know is the song he does with Lil John and Ludacris. Oh, and uh, I know o OMG. That's the other song I always know. There's OMG. There's Yeah. There's Hey. There's like... <laughs> He's always got those one words. He pretty much does. Yeah. Well, they said I mean, there's like yeah. 30 years of Usher, and I only remember maybe 10. Well, like actually more than that, probably 20, but I don't really remember him doing much the last 10 years.
Yeah, not recently. Well, he's been. I think. I think the only thing he's been doing recently is like he's on that show, The Voice. I think that's what he's been doing like the last ten years. Oh. He's been on TV, not doing music, but those those are the only two that I thought for sure, or maybe one of them at least he would get out there. Maybe if he doesn't get both, but I mean, what's Lil John doing? Like, what's Ludacris doing other than working with Vin Diesel? Those guys aren't doing. I anything. didn't know, but somebody was like, I guess he did a collaboration with Justin Bieber. I don't know uh, what the yeah, hell's going. He is. It's a Justin Bieber song that I think he's like. Oh, if it's a Justin does, Bieber song, like, maybe he won't do. Yeah. A Justin Bieber song. Yeah, he does like a one verse on it or something. Like it was, it was a, because I think that's like what made him like made Justin Bieber super famous was that he got he got Usher to be on his song like when he was super young. It's like one of his really really old songs. I forgot about that until you just like brought it up. That's okay. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He is on that. He is on that song. But yeah, I don't. I don't know that he'd have him come out since it's not his song. But I don't know. Could be wrong. And I'm, let me tell you, I'm gonna be mad if they don't do yeah, <laughs> and they don't get Lil John on the Super Bowl halftime show because that's just something we need to have. Yeah. Do we see Taylor Swift then? Does she make it? Oh, of course. Does she sing, or is it just a crowd shot? Nah, she'll just be there in the crowd. What celebrity is going to be in the crowd representing the 49ers? Who's the big 49ers celeb fan that's going to be there that shelled out $20,000? I'm sure there's going to be someone that you just, like, aren't even aware that's a that's a fan. Or something. That's why I'm asking. There, but, uh, it's going to be, like, Zach Galifianakis or something. Like, just some random person's going to be, they're going to do a shot of. Who's their tailor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. San Francisco, I don't know any... I don't know anybody that's from San Francisco that's, like, a big actor or anything like that. Dude, do a small actor. Just those small ones. Yeah. I don't know. There'll be, well, that's the other thing, too. There'll probably be a lot of people there that are not really, they're just there in the in the stuff, but they're not really fans. Like, that's where it's hard. It's like, like you're saying, get Zach Galifianakis there. If you could go to the Super Bowl for free, but you had to wear a 49ers jersey, would you do that? I don't think I'd want to go to the Super Bowl if it was free and I was, wasn't wearing their jersey. It just doesn't seem like a good time. Everyone tries to make it seem like, oh, it's fun. It's like, no, it just seems like a lot of hassle. Okay, that's interesting. I feel the same way that if you're going to spend minimum nine grand, you better be able to see what's happening. You more benefit from watching it from home where you, they'll do the replays for you. And Yeah, and how am I supposed to watch the commercials? At the live event, come on. And then how are you going to watch it live when they don't do all the computer graphics for you to show you yeah. <laughs> where they have to go yeah, and the line of scrimmage? Games. Yeah, exactly. I've been to a couple football games. That's that, that I feel like is the one that really is the worst watching at home versus watching it live. Like Other things like basketball, hockey, and even baseball, like, there's, yeah, yeah. there's so much that's like <laughs> added to the the experience of watching a football game that it's just like when you go there live and you just have to sit there you just have to wait and watch yeah you have no clue where it's like like, the supreme court's coming to a major decision based on the play like well actually in 1972 this happened before i think that's the most impressive thing is how quick they are for their stats like somebody will catch a football who's never caught it for years and they'll just start like being like this guy's went through three divorces he used to work at a bakery <laughs> it's like start rattling this shit off you're just like oh okay i don't know if i have any more predictions i guess what is the deadpool title gonna be they've trademarked four deadpool titles deadpool 3 deadpool and friend deadpool and friends and deadpool and wolverine I don't think it'll be any of those. They trademarked them. It's probably going to well, be one of them. Yeah, they, <laughs> they could still change that later. They could add something else. Movies have changed titles. I almost feel like the joke will be Deadpool and Friend, but it'll end up probably being like Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah. Deadpool and Friend as the official title would be really good. Is <laughs> it's just him mocking Hugh Jackman further. It's what he's got going for him. This is Ryan Reynolds' bread and butter for the last 10 years. <laughs> That's all the, the predictions I guess I have. Yeah. Uh, hopefully there's some more surprising stuff because half the shit, they're like, this Super Bowl's ads come out, this Super Bowl's ads come out. I'm like, I don't even want to know about the Super Bowl ads. I would rather be surprised. 
I'd actually be interested to see if there's a, another Super Bowl ad that I think is really good because the last several years they've mostly been just too much like too much is their thing like what if we just spend a billion dollars on the worst CG that you've ever seen that doesn't have anything to do with our brand and it won't even be a memorable commercial let alone you won't be able to tell what product goes with this commercial maybe this year we'll get we're gonna get some more uh more ads that people are going to regret doing later like uh larry david and everyone yeah like the crypto <laughs> ads that they all got like sued for 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 trying to push that on people are we gonna see any full movie trailers or are they all gonna be like for the full trailer go online oh there yeah that's i can guarantee that's gonna happen yeah it's gonna be that the last one that i really liked a lot was just the preview for the twilight zone with jordan pill which ended up not being that good overall 50 50 i'd say there were a few good episodes but like of the 20 that they made i would say four of them were like worthy of the twilight zone name but i really like that commercial where they had filmed in the the stadium beforehand so it was the same stadium and it, it was a, a perfect tease with him walking into the, the door that was pretty fucking cool and then um i can't think of anything besides that they're just really scrambling they're like um, we killed off the Budweiser frogs. We've been doing those Clydesdale horses for quite some time. What if we bring them all back together? And then what? You're going to have to go to Lowe's and listen to somebody be like, I'm so excited they brought the Budweiser frogs back. <laughs> or the Was Up commercial or something. And that lady and gentlemen, lady and ladies. Let me have one lady. There's only one person. Only one lady <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is bonus content. Hopefully you enjoyed that.